Hey guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Couchcast edition. This is the Zoom Couchcast edition. Yep. So we are if it's oh, not- you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning. We're supposed to record and I was like, Kristen, I have a sore throat and I don't feel great and I don't want to get you sick. But we have to record this couch cast because it we're recording this on Monday. It's coming out this Friday. And so I was like, let's just do it over Zoom. And that way I won't give you my germs and it won't take as long. So that's what we're doing. And apparently there's weird audio stuff with Zoom where if like one person starts talking and the other person was still talking, like you can't hear them. So that probably applies to laughing. So if it sounds like we're being really rude and not laughing at each other's jokes, it's not the case. (laughs) Just can't hear it. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So let's just jump in and knock this out. We have a an international question today. So this one starts out, greetings from Nigeria. So thank you so much for writing in from Nigeria. I think that's the first question we've gotten from there that's actually been identified as from there. Okay, so it's kind of a long one. Let me give you the intro. It says, I've never been in a relationship before, even an unserious secondary school one. And for some reason, I already have trust issues. Whenever I expresses an interest, or pays me a compliment, I automatically assume he's lying because I don't understand why anyone would want to be with me. How can I stop the self-sabotage? Ooh, what a question. Isn't it? I think we actually have on the the episode content planning list for next season, a whole, like a full episode on like self-sabotage and dating. So this will kind of be a, an intro slash appetizer leading into that I guess but let's yeah, like a sneak peek yeah let's do a quick version so what would be the first thing you would say if you're dealing with self-sabotage in relationships for whatever reason what would be the first thing that you would tell someone oh, man I don't know because I feel like I struggle with this too mm-hmm. like I would I hate to say it but like just when you start dating people it doesn't necessarily go away like that's not a thing of like oh, you've never dated. And like, when you do like eventually get into a relationship, it'll, it, it doesn't go away. And I think, I mean, I think there's a really large incon- misconception, inconception, that's not a word, <laughs> misconception that, you know, when you get a boyfriend and all your insecurities disappear. And if anything, I feel like your insecurities almost become more magnified when you get into a relationship. I agree. Because, you know, like, one person's looking at all of them. It's like, I feel like when you're just single, it's like, oh, he might notice this, or this guy, or he may not, where it's like, oh, I'm dating you, and you're getting to really know me. Yeah, with any relationship, the the longer it goes and the more serious it gets, especially, like, especially up into marriage, you you can't present this, like, curated you know, display of your life. It's real life. It's how you really are. And so I think, yeah, those things get magnified because you can't hide them anymore. Yeah. But we do. It's not that those issues aren't there. We all know they are, but we're able to only let them out when we want to on the outside for a good bit of, a good part of the time. But yeah, when you're in like a serious, intimate relationship with someone, those barriers are going to go away if nothing else from the sheer amount of time you spend with them yeah exactly exactly and so I feel like I don't know I think this is this is really easy advice to give and really tough advice to take but I think the first thing is you're your own worst critic and so you're 
you're going to always lean more towards like the pet of like, why would like exactly what she said? Like, why would somebody want to be with me when I'm this and I have this and I struggle with this and I don't look like her. I don't, you know, do this or whatever. But I think like, I mean, I literally had a guy tell me one time, he was like, Kristen, when I tell you, like when I compliment you, I need you to believe me. Mm-hmm. And like, I was even listening to, um, a podcast the other day this married couple was talking about like things they struggled with when they first got married and um the guy was talking about how like he was all the time he was like I really wanted her to know like I thought she was beautiful and so I told her that all the time like you're gorgeous you're beautiful you look great and she had some really significant like body image issues and like had a totally different perception of her appearance and so she would just deny she was like no I'm not don't say that. Like, no, I'm not. And then he was like, it got to the point where I tell her like, Hey, you're, you're basically insulting my taste when you say that. Or you think I'm lying. Yeah. And that's what he was like. It was, and it sounds funny, but he was like, it was really hurtful. Cause it's like, I'm, I do think those things. Like I, I've, you know, see those things in you and you deflecting those compliments is really hurtful. And so I think if we look at it from a bigger perspective of, Hey, this isn't just about like, like, yeah, you have your own insecurities. I'm not like downplaying that at all because I got insecurities too and I struggle with this. But at the same time, it's like this guy that you're with, like if he's with you, he wants to be with you. And so, and there are reasons for that. And if he's pointing those out to you, then, you know, be grateful for that. Tell him that, say thank you. Like don't try to minimize what he sees in you or what he likes about you, maybe because you don't see yourself the same way he sees you, if that makes sense. It does. And I think there are, there are times when like you have insecurities because of like, there's a direct cause to that. You were very hurt in your past. Someone said some really hurtful things that have stuck with you and like have really had a contributing factor in those things. And then there's things that we just come up with ourselves. Like it's time where I'm like, okay, you really need to deal with this thing from your past and move forward in the freedom and the, confidence you have in Christ and who created you to you to be and then there's other times where it's just completely self-inflicted and we come up with these ideas in our head if that makes sense and I think in both so they I think they get dealt with differently at times like the 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 method of going about dealing with those things is different but I think at the root it comes back to viewing yourself as Jesus does as God does and viewing yourself as he created you to be. And as a Christian, there, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And I mean, that's speaking of our sin that has been put on Christ and there's no condemnation to us. And so we don't need to be adding to that or in any way saying that the work of Christ on the cross is not sufficient. If he says you're one thing, then kind of like you're in in a poor human example, kind of like you were talking about with this girl or, and her husband. And he was like, you're insulting my taste. When you say, okay, yes, I know that Christ took all of my sin and all of my worry and all of my anxiety to the cross, but you're still going to hold on to those things you're in a sense saying, well, that's not, you're insulting the work he did on the cross. Kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a parallel, I think, to that, like I said, a poor human example, but it's the same concept, I think. 
No, I totally agree. And I think like this happened to me the other day where I woke up and one, I got on scale, which is never a fun thing. And two, we're all girls here. It was that time of the month. So I just wasn't feeling great about myself. And um, I, you know, my brain can go down the spiral of like, here are all the things I hate about myself and here are all the things I wish were different. Da, 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 da. And it was like, no. Yeah. It happens so quickly. It does. It happens so fast. And so I'm sitting there and like, you know, I'm before I get, you know, all the way down the, the rabbit hole, it's like, no. Okay. I am fearfully, wonderfully made and I am made in the image of God. And like, he created me the way he did. And I like for me to sit here and pick apart mm-hmm. things that like he gave me or that, you know, the way he made me or whatever, like that's not fair and that's not cool. And it's not grateful. And so I'm not going to go there. And so it was, it was this, and not, again, the ratio of the amount of times I've done that versus just continuing to go down the rabbit hole is not even close. So I'm not going to say, you're like, oh, I do this all the time. And I'm like, I've mastered this. I have not, <laughs> but it's a training of your mind of like, I'm going to exactly what you just said. I'm going to choose to believe that what God says about me is true instead of what I'm feeling right now, or instead of what I, uh, how I'm buying into my insecurities or how I'm believing the lies that the enemy's trying to convince me of or whatever that is. Um, because again, I think like when, you know, we're talking about marriage here that we're ultimately moving towards in dating, like as believers, we want to move towards marriage. And so I think that this is just one of the millions of ways that the enemy could sit here and say, well, if I can go ahead and like start right off the bat where I don't even get people near it because they don't believe they're worthy of it or that they don't believe they're good enough for it, then I'm going to. And so you don't even get close to dating yet because you're, you're thinking like, oh, well, I, why would anybody want to be with me? And it's like, no, like we all have something to offer and we all have gifts and talents and, um, you know, strengths that we bring into the world and that we can bring into a relationship. But I think that, you know, if we can, or if the enemy can get us thinking like, oh, well, I'm not like her, I'm not this, or I'm not enough of this, or I'm too much of that. And I'm just going to put up this wall because I don't want to get hurt because I already believe these things about me. And so I'm terrified that someone else is going to believe those things about me too. So I don't want to get close to anybody close enough to where they figure that out yeah and I think that's ultimately what it boils down to is like you you assume that what the worst that you believe about yourself is enough to make someone not want to be with you Mm -hmm. and we all have crap that we have to like that's part of our humanity like we're fallen we live in a sinful world and you know, there are broken married people everywhere. So clearly like there's, you know, no matter what kind of stuff you have, like that doesn't mean that nobody on this planet is sitting there being like, oh, well, you're, that's, that's way too much for me. Like, no, like there, you know, if the Lord has somebody for you to marry, like they're not gonna, that's not going to be enough to, what is it? What is your quote that you say all the time that I love so much about? Like, um, it's something like, You'll never be enough for the wrong person, but like, there's no way you can put, I'm butchering this, but there's no, you can't do enough to push away the right person. Like, 
something along those lines. Google it. It's on Pinterest or something. I'm sure that's way prettier and in nice font and everything. But um, like when it's the right person, like they're they're not going to see that as a deterrent. I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, yeah, a sign of maturity is being able to say, okay we all have issues and I'm not looking for perfection to be able to, to see past those things or not even see past them from the standpoint of overlooking them, but see past them to who you really are and say, Hey, let's deal with these. And I want to help you get past them, not sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's definitely a sign of maturity on a guy's part. And then on your part too, to be able to do, I mean, cause we, we don't have a corner on the market on insecurity and, anxiety like guys have things that they're insecure about too it's just I think it's we talk about it more it's something that we talk about amongst ourselves more than guys do I think and so you know it's just we we feel like there's more of it because we talk about it more but I don't think that's necessarily the case yeah um one thing I will say too we're talking a lot about like insecurities and just different things in this scenario she was basically saying I don't have any reason to nothing has happened that I have these insecurities but one thing I did want to point out if you have had some sort of abusive relationship in the past even not even just physically abusive but if you know some sort of like emotionally or verbally abusive to the has some sort of like big event or relationship that whether it be parents whether it be a boyfriend whatever it is if you have had something like that that has shaped this part of your life that's different and I think the the thing to do in that instance, I mean, all of those situations are so unique and so specific. We can't talk about them and cover everything, if that makes sense. And I mean, we, we've had a, a number of questions and people reach out and say, hey, I wish you guys would talk more about like, you know, body image struggles. And we can talk about that some or like, you know, these big traumatic, abusive type things, talk about that in relationships. And we've kind of We've touched on it a little, but we haven't a ton because it is so specific. And I don't think God ever intended us in this type of platform to be that voice of help for that. That's why God has put us in community. That's why you have your local church. That's why you have the body of believers around you that you are a member of, and that is your family is for this sort of thing. And so that would be my encouragement. If you have dealt with or are trying to deal with some sort of big event in your life that has caused all of these types of insecurities and fears and self-sabotage and all of that stuff, talk to someone in your church. And if you don't know someone right off, like, oh, well, I could go talk to this woman in my church about this. Reach out to your pastor, reach out to someone in leadership and say, hey, I have an issue. I need someone to talk to. And they should be able to point you in the right direction. But I think that that's the place for that. Not as much as we love all of you guys, (laughs) we don't know you on that level. And the advice and the counsel we would give would be very broad and very generic when you need someone involved in your life on a specific personal level who sees you regularly so I know that was kind of a bit of a tangent but I just wanted to put that out there of that's what that community in your life is for and we would really encourage you to take advantage of that you know you know reach out to those people and get that help that you need from someone who 
can and does know you. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, I do want, before we quit, I know this isn't a being a longer one, but I really like this topic. Yeah. Um, what you just said, as far as like, she didn't really, like she's never dated. So she doesn't really have like a reason to like have, you know, self-sabotaging tendencies or like trust issues, but she does. I think my first, my one piece of advice would be just because you haven't been in a relationship doesn't mean that like you don't have a reason why maybe you're feeling this way. And so that would be my advice to be like, try to go back and, and same thing, like go talk to somebody who knows you super well, if you need to help like process through it, but like trace it back to, because I don't, I, I can point back to like my, my issues with my, you know, body image and all that stuff has not come at all from dating. Like I've had that way before I started dating, but I can point it to like, oh, well it happened from this, 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 you know, there are several things I can point to like that didn't help. Um, so spend some time maybe trying to figure out, okay, where is this coming from? Was it another event? Was it a conversation I had? Was it watching somebody else date and like this happened to them and now I'm worried the same thing's going to happen to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, because I think when you can kind of boil, not boil it down, but like trace it back to whatever the root of this is, it's going to help you understand where you're like, where you're coming from in the sense of why are you trying to self-sabotage? Like, why do you feel like you're struggling to trust people? And then it's like a diagnose, not a diagnose, like that's, that's probably not the best word, but it's the same thing. Like you got to get to the root of the problem before you know how to move forward with it. It's a starting point. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so I think that would be my piece of advice for this specific listener and anybody who's, you know, dealing with the same thing of, you know, I don't think it's as uncommon as you think to struggle with this kind of stuff just because you haven't dated anybody. Like, I don't think it's, oh, well, you should only be struggling with this if you've been in a relationship before. Like, no, I don't think that's like, I think that's something that a lot of people deal with before they start dating. And so um, that would be my one kind of piece of advice is to try to figure that out. Yeah, I would agree. And then I would say, there's kind of like you want to trace the origin of two separate things one where did this come from like Kristen was saying like what kind of led me down this path but then two you stop and say okay here's where I am here are my thought patterns here's what I'm doing so then trace those thought patterns back to the core of what they really are because if you're saying well I'm not good enough why would anyone want to be with me you're sabotaging in that direction what you're really saying like if you trace that back that type of a thought pattern is saying, well, God made a mistake and I'm not good enough for another person to want me. Like if you trace that back, that's what it is. And that is a sinful thought pattern. And so if you trace that back to, instead of just being, oh, I feel sorry for myself or, and I'm not saying that's what this listener was saying. I'm just making an example of, I feel sorry for myself or I don't know why anyone would want me or whatever it is. And you replace that with what the true thought is of, I think God made a mistake. That becomes a whole different, ball game and that is a sinful thought pattern that we need to put off and like Kristen was talking earlier about taking your thoughts captive we're commanded to do that take our thoughts captive think on what is true and if we know it's not true that God made a mistake then we don't need to be thinking about that we need to put off those thoughts and put on true thoughts which is God is perfect and right and holy and he does not make mistakes therefore I am not a mistake therefore I am worthy of a relationship and 
of other people, not because of me, but because of who God created and who I am in him. That's what's true. And, you know, we are, um, the sermon yesterday at church, uh, it wasn't on the specific verse the whole time, but like the passage was in Mark nine and it's the, the man who Jesus comes and his son is possessed by a demon and he's having seizures and all this. And he's telling him, you know, if you can do anything, please help him. And Jesus says, if I, you know, if you can, like, of course I can, like, what are you talking about? That's not really what he says, but he's, <laughs> back to him of like if you can like what do you of course I can and the man says I believe but help my unbelief he tells you this I believe you can but help my unbelief I think this is a place where we you know that applies to us and we can say I believe that you're good Lord but help my unbelief I believe that you don't make mistakes but help me when I don't believe that help me when those thoughts drift towards thinking that you did or thinking that you know this guy surely doesn't mean the nice things he's saying like not help me to believe him help me believe that i am who you say i am and that will then influence what you believe that about what other people say about you but then the last thing i would say to just kind of leave you with too is we've talked this whole time about our side of things i want to just leave one piece of advice for like okay not what you're thinking, but what this guy is thinking. And if this guy, I'm not talking about some weird creeper guy who just randomly sends you a message on the internet. <laughs> you have to believe him. You don't have to think super nice things about him. He's a weird creeper guy on the internet. But if this guy, like in this situation, if this is someone who you know, who you have observed their character and it is good character and they don't go around lying about everything else, it's not very charitable or Christ-like or kind to your brother in Christ to assume that he is being dishonest with you. Like, I mean, now if he has a pattern of dishonesty in his life, that's different, but that's not what we're talking about. So I just wanted to leave off with that of remember, yes, it's self-sabotage, but remember what these sorts of thought patterns are really saying about the person who's paying you the compliment too. Yeah. That's good. I'll add one thing and then I'm done because you just made me think of something. But I think this is one of those scenarios where if we like turn the tables, if you were like, if you saw a lot of really good things about a guy and you were like trying to tell him those things and then he was like deflecting all the time, like wouldn't that, that would make you feel super crappy. And I think, I don't know if this is the case for all women, but I know it's the case for me where like I see other people and I know they have things that they struggle with and insecurities, but I'm like, it's okay. Like, it's not an, like, I'm not expecting you to be perfect. I'm not expecting you to like, you know, have everything together all the time and to, you know, have this, you know, life tied up with a red bow, you know? And I think we have a lot more grace for other people in this particular case than we do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like they, they don't view you through that microscopic lens either. Yeah. I mean, I dated, I dated a guy once I remember because he specifically said this of like, you know, I'm like, well, I'll point, you know, my go-to was like, well, I'll point out the things that are wrong with me, whether it's a insecurity, whether it's a body image type thing. I don't like this about myself. I don't like that about myself. I'm like, well, if I point it out, then it's fine. You know, like I just get it out there. And he, he was like, why do you tell me? Like, 
I would never notice that if you didn't tell me. Mm. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, especially if this is someone who's interested in you, who wants to date you or who is dating you. They're not trying to look for all of the bad things about you. Like you think about that from the other side too. When you go into dating a guy, do you go into it looking for all of the horrible things about him? No, you're like smitten. You're like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think we can wrap it there. That was a fun, that was a long episode. I liked this question. Thank you so much to our sweet listener from Nigeria. What a, that's a, such a fun, like, that was a trek from Atlanta. But we are so grateful <laughs> that you sent it in. If you guys ever have a question you would like us to answer, no matter where you live in the world, you can send that to us a bunch of different ways. But the best way is to go to our Instagram bio. And there is a uh, Couchcast submissions button that you can submit your question anonymously there. And they all get imported into a list that we pull from. So our Instagram is at LFTM underscore podcast. So you can check that out if you have a question you'd like us to answer in the future. But that is all we have for you today. We will be back on Wednesday with another full length episode. So make sure you come back for that. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.